You've seen the headlines. The Supreme Court says a praying football coach should not have been fired. But there's so much more to this precedent-setting opinion that will impact future cases and millions of Americans. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. We're doing things a little differently today because we wanted to go a little more in-depth and give you a little more analysis of how the Kennedy decision and some other important cases at the Supreme Court will play out. If Kennedy had just been about Coach Kennedy and getting his job back, it could have been one page long. But instead, it was many pages long, and there's a lot more in there that we're going to unpack today. So I've got a couple of people I want you to meet. Over here to our round table, <laughs> set up kind of like we were sitting at a dining room table and just going to have a conversation about this here in our, our uh, workspace here. Do we have I'm, snacks? <laughs> I, I should have brought snacks. It would have been good to <laughs> bring on the Cheetos. I've got Kelly Shackelford, who's president, CEO, and chief counsel of First Liberty Institute, and Jeff Mateer, who's our executive vice president and chief legal officer. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jeff. Hey, hey. Hey. There were four religious freedom cases this term, this session of the U.S. Supreme Court. And, and they impacted the law in ways that I don't know that people are understanding yet. Tell us what was moved, what, what advances were made for religious freedom, just looking at it in the, from the 30,000-foot level. Well, all four cases were considered moves in a pro-religious freedom way. Um, I think the, the two cases that we had that they usually wait and they hold the really big ones till the end. And the fact that both of our cases came down within six days of each other on religious freedom is somewhat of a hint that those are a little larger in their significance. Yeah. Uh, the first two, one was about um, whether you, you're, you could have a minister in the room when you were a convicted felon and were gonna be put to death, whether you could have someone actually there touching you. Um, the other one was uh, about whether they could fly flags uh, you know, at your you know, city or, or, or government entity and then exclude a flag if it was Christian or religious. Right. Um, and those, those were good cases as far as some of the religious freedom elements that they advanced. But I think Carson and Kennedy uh, were both uh, very significant in ways beyond what the cases would even tell you. Yeah. So, Jeff, what freedoms do we have now that we didn't just a few months ago? Well, I think we have the same freedoms that we had, but I think now we've got some clearer, clearer explanations of those freedoms. Yeah. And I think what Kelly said is exactly right. I mean, both Carson and, and Kennedy were 6-3 decisions where the Ramirez and shirt, Shirtlift cases were one was 8-1, to one, I think one was 9-0. So I think that in itself says something. I, and, and I have often said, I think we've always said, I'd rather win a case 5-4 than 9-0. And so we, we get to win 6-3 because what, what I think you've seen in those cases, and the good news for religious liberty, is the conservative justices, the, the, the six justices appointed by Republican presidents, are, 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 are united in defending religious liberty. Now, not all at the same strength, but, but at least united in the, in the principle of, of defending and, and restoring religious liberty. And, and the idea behind what you're saying is if it's 9-0 or 8-1, it's, it's not going to go as far as it might if it were 5-4, where they're divided on it, right? Yeah, I mean, Kelly and I actually, we talked about the, the Carson case, which was the, the main school choice. And I said, look, I think there's, a, after the arguments, I said, there's a world where that case is 9-0 and we win. Yeah. And, and what was your response? I said, I think it's going to be 6-3. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's why he's the president. Uh, <laughs> and, and which is good, like, like Jeff says. I mean, if it's 6-3, then they're actually, you know, they're, they're not 
sort of speaking in D.C. speak, where they're sort of watering things down, they're actually going to what is the original meaning of the text? What does it say? Let's give it its full protection and power. And that's what happened both in Kennedy and in Carson. In both those cases, if you say what the case is about, and people would say, oh, I mean, I've been all over the country. I was just at a military base where numerous people came up to me and said, hey, you know, uh, I, you know, I really appreciate this case. All they know about the case really is Coach Kennedy should have been allowed to pray. Right. Um, but wow, when you read what's in the decision, so much bigger. And so same with Carson. I mean, school choice case. Yeah, yeah, that was a good victory for school choice. You know, some states like Arizona, et cetera, now have a statewide program. It means that you can't exclude religious or Christian schools from, uh, from that program. Again, so much broader than that if you actually understand and read what they really said. So that's the thing is these were, I, I would call Kennedy like one of those once in 50 years cases that changes everything um, directionally. Yeah. Uh, we, there's a lot that has to be built out now and understood where those parameters are, but it, it's like a huge battleship that's been going in one direction for 50 years. It literally just turned around. And so it's a, that's one of those you know, once in a lifetime, I think, major landmark rulings that's gonna start something new. Now I wanna set the table for understanding it and, and you're leading right into it. And that is, I've been talking about these kinds of cases for a long time. You guys have been fighting these kinds of cases for a long time. And, and there's a position that schools historically have regularly taken and they often default to rejecting any appearance of, and I'm putting in air quotes, endorsement or establishment uh, of religion, no matter how slight, no matter how nuanced, no matter how tenuous it might be, if it's possible at all that someone somewhere might take offense, then their default reaction was, we gotta shut it down, you, you can't let it happen, uh, so there's no Christmas songs in the school program, we can't have Christmas break, we gotta call it winter break, you can't have your graduate graduation speech mentioning Jesus, all those things, we gotta stop them because, how did we get there? Let's, let's, let's talk about the history of this. What led to that knee-jerk reaction by so many school officials across the country? I mean, a, a lot of bad decisions, uh, really starting back before, but really the one that everybody notices is the Lemon case. Um, they, they put all these things into the law that weren't in, weren't in the Constitution. Again, the Constitution says the uh, Congress will make no law respecting an establishment of religion. We didn't want there to be a national church established that we all had to support. But in Lemon, they said, no, no, it goes further. And they, they threw out principles like, separation of church and state, which again, doesn't say that in the Establishment Clause, okay? Um, it, it developed a test where if your purpose was religious, it struck down the law. Now think about that. You could have, let's say you had three people on your city council pass a law against murder, and they did it because they thought the Bible uh, position on that was a good one. You strike down the law because of their purpose, because they had religious motivations and what, the, I mean, that, that's it's ridiculous. There's no that's nowhere in the Constitution yeah. uh, because its primary effect was to advance religion. Um, that none of this is, and it led to this sort of this wall kind of feeling of oh well, anytime religion is near government, religion has to retreat. Well, government's everywhere, and so this led to this hostility to religion and this, as you say, this sort of uh, brooding hostility really because it's like. Okay, 
Is there an appearance here? Could somebody think, you know? And, and that somebody is always an activist, by the way, who will sometimes drive out of their way to be offended so that they can bring a lawsuit, right? And, and all of this, the endorsement test, which you're mentioning, sprang out of the Lemon case. All of this goes back to those bad interpretations that I, I'll remember back in law school, you know, 35, 36 years ago, reading these cases going, I mean, anybody with a brain that was reading those and was being fair-minded went, what? This is not what it says. And, you know, you, it's, it's, it's similar in ways to people that were reading about Roe v. Wade. Yeah. They would read the Constitution. They'd go, there's no right to an abortion in here. This is not a federal constitutional issue. This is a, a, people, a moral issue that people can make their own decisions on in their own states. It's the same with Lemon. Uh, they created this fiction. And it led to a lot of problems, all kinds of confusion. And when you're confused, you just shut it down. And that's what was happening in, in all of our cases. I mean, we have lots of examples. One of you were telling, one of the funniest ones to me that I thought was so typical is at Christmas. They would say, they would have a program at the school <laughs> where all the kids would sing about Christmas and all from every perspective around the world, in America, and they would do every religious background, every culture, but then they would say, but we can't do the Christian one because that's, that's against the law. This is the kind of weird stuff that was going on for many years where they were just sort of a religious cleansing was going on in our public schools and uh, in our government displays, and that was never what the founders wrote in the Constitution. And, and things really just changed. I want to read something, and Jeff, I want to get your take on this. It's from the opening of the Kennedy opinion, and it went on for dozens of pages. Justice Gorsuch is describing in this section why the school district disciplined Coach Kennedy. And, and this is a quote. The school district did it, he says, quote, because it thought anything less could re lead a reasonable observer to conclude, Gorsuch writes mistakenly, that it endorsed Mr. Kennedy religious beliefs. That reasoning was misguided. Both the free exercise and the free speech clauses of the First Amendment protect expressions like Mr. Kennedy's. And then at the conclusion of the opinion, he repeats the chorus, if you will. He writes, quote, here a government entity sought to punish an individual for engaging in a brief, quiet, personal religious observance doubly protected by the free exercise and free speech clauses of the First Amendment. What's the significance of being doubly protected? What's he getting at there? Yeah, no, it's, it's very, very important because as Kelly talked about, you had what had developed after the lemon was that the establishment clause, the lemon case, the establishment clause always trumped free exercise and free speech and that if your personal free exercise, your personal free speech always had to give way to a claim of endorsement under, under the Establishment Clause. And so what, what, the, what Justice Gorsuch is getting at is that mistaken belief that Establishment Clause always trumps free exercise and, and free speech, or that those two, those clauses, the three clauses, are in conflict. Yeah. What's wonderful about this opinion is that, no, they're not in conflict. And of course, the framers didn't draft a First Amendment that internally conflicts itself. You can't do this, but this trumps the, it doesn't say that at all. The, the, the language is, is plain. And so what, what Justice Gorsuch is saying is this double protection, when you have someone who's exercising their religious beliefs and in doing so speaking, they have both free exercise protection 
and they have free speech protection, that's double protection. And that's exactly what our brief, when we made that argument, doubly protected. Yeah. And, and Justice Gorsuch picks up on that theme. So it's, it's extremely important. Think about this. For 50 years, we've had this, this fake violation of the Establishment Clause. The endorsement test is nowhere in the Establishment Clause. Right. We've allowed this fake thing to shut down two fundamental constitutional rights that are in the very first words of the First Amendment. It's been, it's been crazy. Uh, and, but yet, if you'd ask any of us five years ago, you know, can you get that kind of overturned in, in the next three or four years? <laughs> we would have laughed at you. Yeah. Well, there was probably, I don't know, you know, I mean, we have to go look. We need to get a count. But I'm going to guess there were 20 or 30,000 citations to Lemon. Oh over the past 30 years. Yeah, and that, and that you may be underestimating. Yes. I mean, because Lemon, it, it, what, what you'd have to do today, uh, prior to the Kennedy case, is if, if you were in a, a, a religious liberty case in which it was against the government, and the government was asserting, we, took the, we stopped you from speaking, we stopped you from exercising your religious beliefs, then you essentially had to make like three different arguments around the Establishment Clause. You had to say, well, this com our conduct complies with Lemon. It's not coercive. It's history and tradition supports it. You yeah. basically had to make three arguments because you didn't know what test applied. Because some, despite for over a decade, the Supreme Court questioning the Lemon test, they had never said Lemon is dead. Right, yeah. Well, They kept hinting they'd they like to get hinting. rid of it, but they kept it on and, the shelf so to bring it out as, whenever they needed as it. As someone practicing in this area, you had to make all the arguments. Because even though we believed not only was Lemon dead, it should have never been alive, you still have to convince judges to win cases on behalf of clients. And Kelly, you and I have talked about uh, on this program, you, we've talked about the fact that so many religious freedom cases were brought up as free speech cases mm -hmm. because it was so hard to win as a free exercise claim. You just couldn't do it. So everybody argued it as a free speech. Now, that's kind of a argument. different problem. Yes. That's a different problem, which is the Smith decision. That's next. That's next. And, we're but, going after but, next. But with this doubly protected, does that at least move that a little bit? Does it make any shift? Well, at all? essentially, what happened in this case is they clearly targeted Coach Kennedy because his speech was religious. Right. Okay. In those cases, those are clear free exercise issues. What the Smith case says is when you have a, a government action that shuts down people's religious freedom, but it's not targeted only at religion, it's broader than that, then there's no violation of your free exercise rights. So. Right. You know, they could do all kinds of stuff like no alcohol to minors, and the next thing you know, they're arresting the Catholic, uh, you know, priests for serving, you know, uh, alcohol in communion. Uh, and he, when he says free exercise of religion, they say, no, you haven't read the Smith decision, which says this doesn't violate your free exercise. So that is something that, that the court mentioned in this case. It caught everybody's attention. The first time we went up with Kennedy, they said uh, that you know, they noticed that there was a free speech claim was the first thing to reach them and not free exercise. And then they mentioned the Smith decision and some other decisions that they clearly think are problematic. They suggested they'd like to revisit it, perhaps. But we didn't end up having to go there to win. Okay. But the thing that, really the lemon part, and Jeff, you know, he, could, he can chime in too, but this is shocking. I mean, we, when we did the Bladensburg Cross case, we looked up at the court and we said, you know, there's a new composition of the court. You have Kavanaugh on the court. You have Gorsuch, which is, he's very pro-religious freedom. And we thought, you know, 
we might be able to get rid of lemon. And that was our goal. And so we knew it was great facts. This is a veterans memorial. And so we went after sort of the the really we went went after the grand slam instead of the bunt single to win the game. Yeah. And uh and we got a grand slam somewhat in that five justices said we're not following lemon. But we knew it was cabined in to the context of like a public display. Right. And that's the difference between that and Coach Kennedy saying a, a private prayer but in a public place, right? And I and I sat down with I mean Jeff probably remembers I remember this meeting. We sat down with all the legal staff and said, you know, Aren't, we've got to get this into the schools because this is where it's causing the most damage. But my theory was it would take 10 to 15 years to do that. We would have to move step by step, inch by inch, because, you know, this is young children. It's There's all these cases cited. And so we didn't, in our briefs, we didn't say to the Supreme Court and Kennedy, by the way, don't only rule for Kennedy, don't only be the first case to ever come down in favor of teachers and coaches and their free exercise rights, but we'd like you to throw lemon out and all the public school. We didn't ask for that. This was a total uh, surprise in an incredibly good way. Yeah. So Bladensburg took a big hunk out of it. The Kennedy case, it's it's practically gone. No, it, it's dead. Let, I, I, Let's I, take I a vote. Say, no, I'm hearing it it's is, dead over here. It, it is. It is. is. Okay. I mean, and, and, and what I would point to anybody, and I know there's some people out there, uh, and certainly on, on, on the left, and, and perhaps even people maybe who are a little jealous. This is helpful uh, of, to of, unpack of, this of, 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 of the result, but Sotomayor says so. So in her dissent. Dissent. In her dissent twice. Yeah says that can, this case overrules Lemon. Lemon is overruled. So Lemon is dead. So what's the new test? What happens now? Well, that's Good what, question. That's what I'm that's saying. That's the question. Now, they, they would say, the court would say, it's some sort of history and tradition test of, is this a type of religious practice or activity that goes back to the founding? That is, we, that, is that in a specific case? Or I keep hearing it referenced, but I don't know where it comes it from. Really, it was really brought out in a dramatic way for the first time, I think, in our Bladensburg Cross case. It, it was also in Town of Greece. Uh, the Town of Greece case. Which um, was which prayer really before goes, public meeting. And which yes. really goes back to Marsh v. Chambers a yeah. long time ago yeah. about whether you could have a chaplain open in prayer. And they were like, well, it's kind of hard to strike this down when the founders who passed this amendment had a chaplain open their session in prayer. So maybe <laughs> if it's a part of the history tradition, it's always done that. But I don't know that that addresses every situation. And so we that's what I'm saying about how we just had a huge beyond our beliefs victory and we turned the ship and so but we still have to build out where we're going next what what are the parameters of the negative the hostility to religion is over that whole approach of hostility to religion by the government over but what what does it really look like what does the establishment cause really mean in these contexts we've we've had we've been blinded for that for 50 years because of this these bad cases now we can actually look and we're going to have justices who they're they're going to try to find what is the original meaning of the text what was what was this supposed to do and we're going to have to help them do that in future cases and so it's it's great news but we still have some serious work to yeah. do and for the future. Gorsuch hints at some of that. Yeah. Mean, you, you see it in the opinion. And he has six judges join, although Kavanaugh doesn't join for part of this analysis. I'm Which was strange, about, but well, yeah, there's one it, little section he said, I'm not on, in and, on and that And it's one. about coercion. And it's, it's whether coercion. coercion. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and, um, you know, whether, whether 
you know, if that's the test, whether, and, and what's great about Gorsuch's opinion is it's got to be real. Like, you really have to be forced to. It can't be a shadow. It yeah. can't be the mere threat. Which, in the Kennedy case, was the claim that because he's a coach, the students may have that, felt coerced. We're back to nuance. Somebody continue. sees him from 200 yards away and go, oh, I feel, you know, yeah. that's gone. And, and that's clearly, I mean, Sotomayor brings that up. I mean, yeah. that, I mean that's clearly what three justices thought, six rejected, that that's not it. And then in Gorsuch's opinion, he points out, if that's true, then that means a Muslim teacher wearing or he, he hob, yeah, hijab, hijab mm -hmm. um, or a crucifix, you know, where maybe a Catholic teacher wearing a crucifix or a Jewish um, wearing yarmulke. I mean, all that would be the same. I mean, it, if if you're just displaying it, which obviously we're going. I mean, the court says obviously we're we're going to protect those things. So yeah. I think in that, I, and I, you know, Kelly has said it, but I, sir, I want you you and, and our viewers to understand, the Kennedy case is huge. I mean, we're not, I mean, this, this isn't, this is, is real. I mean, this is a case that they're going to have to redo the textbooks in law school. I mean, it is, I mean, when we would read, you would read um, today, before Kennedy, you'd read Smith, you read Lemon, right? Yeah. Um, today, going forward, you you're going to read Kennedy, Kennedy. Yeah. Because, because both on free exercise and establishment clause, it, it's, it's a game changer. And Kelly's right. I mean, it's not, he's not overstating. I mean, this is our, this, Kennedy is the case of the past 50 decades, 50 years. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation to, to help all of us understand what you just said. This thing is way bigger it, than I think even the people who wrote the news articles about it caught on to. There's a service, um, you, you say we could get in the weeds, so I'm going to get really in the weeds. <laughs> I'll let you. Yeah. There's a service that checks the citations of all the cases. It's called Shepherds. Okay. And, uh, a and, fine name. I and, and what we do is because if you look at a case, you want to make sure it's not like it hasn't been changed or overruled or whatever. And there's a little notation, a flag, that appears if it's been overturned. Yeah. Lemon now has that flag. Okay. So the however many, you know, we, we need to go look this up. Maybe it's 50,000. 30,000, however many citations in the last 50 years. Out of here. All yeah. those. Now, I, I want people to think of what that could mean. All those cases where somebody was told prayer wasn't allowed, where some monument was torn down because it was religious or not allowed. I mean, you can go into every community across the country. They can all now revive. All those cases could come back up. They have a right to, all those city councils could do what they plan to do. This is really a return to the American founding of what we are. And so you, when you see that potential, I mean, this is going to be a project of ours to do that very thing, to go back and restore. It's no good if we've won a right, but nobody in every community knows that they can go back to exercising their freedom. So yeah. it's a it's a a societal change in a dramatic way. And you're, you're really hitting it. This is why I wanted to have this conversation, because the first thing you report when you win a case like this is, yay for Coach Kennedy. Right. I mean, good on him that he gets to go back and, and be restored to his position at the school. That's what the Supreme Court says has to happen. But as we got looking at this, there is so much more that this impacts, more than I think any of our people even I didn't get it all. I, I wasn't understanding. This thing is monstrous in the impact it will have as far as how religious freedom cases are dealt with in this country. I know. And you've got that. So you've got death to lemon. I'll call it death to lemon. Yeah. Um, 
And then think about, I mean, the area that Kelly's been working on for 30 plus years, the rights of, 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 of employees in schools. And, 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 and when we were thinking, I mean, has there ever been a Supreme Court case? Never. Ever been a Supreme Court case? Not for, till for, last for, week. Until Kennedy Nothing on, on, on the this? religious freedom of a coach, of a teacher, nothing. And then expand it out of schools to government employees. Yes. Yeah. Because now we've got, it's not just a school employee, this was a government employee. And so this is a, a, a fundamental um, victory for the rights of, of government employees for, for their religious liberties. There's rights. a lot to be worked out on that. Yeah. I mean, even since the opinion, there's been things coming out that about how much of the rights of a government employee can be stripped away with regard to their their free speech or, or their expression of their opinions or their faith. And so this is all going to now, now you're going to have Kennedy come into play. And so it's, it's going to affect, you know, like you said, lemon and a whole, the whole area of people who work for the government and how many of their rights they lose because they work from the government. Literally millions of people. That's not an exaggeration. It's a literal statement. Because this was their argument. Their argument, by the way, if people don't realize this, was Kennedy was a government official. He was a government official, and therefore, if he says anything, it's the government saying it, and therefore, he can say nothing religious. Even that, to himself. I mean, that was the, anywhere. the that was overreach. It. Any, anywhere. It was yeah. demonstrably religious yeah. is what was yeah. in their letter. Anything that anyone can tell, a spectator, not a student, just anyone, could see that he was doing anything religious, violation, and they can fire him for it. So a total stripping of his First Amendment rights this is what they were arguing for in the case. Many of us have long seen a different understanding of the Constitution than what we've been dealing with for so many decades. And, and Justice Gorsuch put those thoughts into writing in his opinion. I want to quote this section, uh, and he's, it starts with nor, but it'll make sense when you get through it. Nor does a proper understanding of the amendment's establishment clause require the government to single out private religious speech for special disfavor, which plays right into what you were just saying. The Constitution, and the best of our traditions counsel mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike. Amen. What's he getting at there? Help us understand what he hit. He's getting at for years, it was sort of a, a religious cleansing in the schools that you could say anything, but if somebody said something religious, everybody would freeze, they would try to shut it down. And this is students, student clubs, you know, uh, coaches, uh, individuals. I mean, it was it was always, and it, what it created was sort of a religious KGB. That was what our government was to yeah. to find religion and stop it, instead of you know respecting people's individual rights and realizing that uh, they have a right to express their belief. That religion is not the new pornography that has to be pushed out of public society. But this is what had happened, and tolerance, respect for the people who disagree. And, you know, I love that Coach Kennedy, that was always his message. He was always, look, I'm standing for, for everybody, even people who don't believe in God at all. This is their First Amendment rights, too. And that's what this opinion means, and that's what Gorsuch is talking about there. And, and the best part about Coach Kennedy is he wasn't an activist trying to set up the situation for a lawsuit to happen. He was just a Marine 
serving as an assistant coach for a high school and he felt compelled to say a prayer it was it was all real it wasn't contrived it wasn't set up to try to bring a case it was the real thing and i think all the reporters who got to meet him had that same impression look when this case came in seven plus years ago um, and we first got it none of us sat there and thought this case would be a supreme court case and this would be the case that would fundamentally change um, establishment clause law and free exercise, free speech rights for, for government employees. What, what we wanted was, and we thought, the school district would simply just let him do his thing. And you, you know how it, it, it works sometimes when, when government tries to interfere, what could have been fixed very simply. Just let him go at the end of the kneel for 30 seconds and be done with it. How hard is and that? And the case is over. It's done. But instead, seven years now later, we've got one of the most fundamental transforming Supreme Court victories. So in some respects, I guess we should thank uh, Bremerton School District and its lawyers for, for fighting um, and for not doing the right thing that could have easily fixed this. But you're right, Stuart. I mean, Coach Joe just wanted to pray. That's all he still wants to do. I, 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 I Didn't ask for any money. No. Didn't Just wanted his job back and to be able to to pray at the end of the game uh you know when the when the kids were facing the stands singing their fight song uh so that's that's where it was at the end uh and they said no they said no you anybody can see you at any time you know anything quote demonstrably religious not allowed uh you'll be let go and that's what happened i want to cite one more section of this we don't have to uh, to explain this one but i want people to hear it because it gives a sense of where gorsuch was thinking as he wrote it all he said the district's case the school district quote hinges on the need to generate conflict between an individual's rights under the free exercise clause and free speech clauses and its own establishment clause duties and then he writes in truth there is no conflict between the constitutional commands before us and jeff you hit on that earlier there's only the mere shadow of a conflict, a false choice premised on the a misconstruction of the Establishment Clause. And in no world may a government entity's concerns about phantom constitutional violations justify actual violations of an individual's First Amendment rights. You can't write that sentence more solidly than that. That lands like a sledgehammer. And that's, that look, Jeff can speak to this too, but my entire career, that's what we've been dealing with. You go, let's say it's a school district, taking away some students' rights uh, or some club's rights or whatever. Their argument is, well, we're trying not to violate the Establishment Clause. And it's like, well, there is no violation. Well, but we're justified even if our concern is to try to not violate these. So a, a shadow or a phantom violation is allowed to strip away other people's clear constitutional rights. I mean, it's, it's never should have been that way. And we always have argued against that. Yeah. Now it's as clear as day that you can't do that. First Liberty does the cases that we do. I and mean, we try to be selective about the ones we pick because we, we stay exclusively focused on religious freedom. That's all we do. But they also, as you look at each one, they fit into a larger strategy that's trying to change how religious freedom is regarded by the courts. And I know, Jeff, this has been a particular focus of yours as we select cases. It's to move that larger, that larger 
weight, that larger wall to push it farther back so that we have space to ha enjoy our freedom, to have the free exercise of religion. Tell us about that strategy and how the Carson case and Kennedy case, for example, played into that strategy. How does this all come together in those? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the all, I mean, you think with the end in mind. The end in mind is to have the courts interpret the First Amendment in accordance with what the original meaning of the words were, what our founders intended, yeah. which our founders intended broad free exercise, and they did prohibit establishment. We, didn't, we don't want an established church. We don't want to be told that we have to pray a certain way or pay taxes to support a, a, a certain uh, church. So what, what we do in looking at cases is we knew Lemon was an area that was that was restricting. And so when, when I came and joined now 10 years ago, over 10 years ago originally, mm -hmm. before my leave of absence <laughs> um, for, for a, a little bit of time, um, I mean, the plan was we want to go after, we want to go after Lemon. We want to take down Lemon. We want to restore the founder's vision of, of a proper understanding of the Establishment Clause. With that, as Kelly said, in the school context, we wanted to to correct a series of horrible decisions that come from Lemon that involve with things like, you know, students praying, but not, you know, they're praying, but not the government, but the government because they're allowing them to pray. Therefore, it's an endorsement and establishment of, 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 of religion. Yeah. That might be a new goal. Um, there's a horrible case called Santa Fe that came out of Texas that Kelly worked on as when he was a young lawyer. Um, that's how old the case is, <laughs> yep. uh, um, which, which, which talks about student speech and when students being able to exercise and whether that's attributable to a school or not. Um, but we, we wanted to go after those cases um, as well. And then, and then finally, the, the other area and the area that we've had. So Lemon is about 50 years old. Uh, an area that's 30 years old is free exercise, and there's this horrible case, Smith versus Employment Division. Uh, and in, in Smith, it, it, it essentially says that if you have a generally applicable law, so it generally applies to everyone, then you don't have to, you can burden religion. You don't have to have a compelling interest to do so. It doesn't have to be narrowly tailored. It just, if it's generally applicable and treats religion equally, then it's okay. Kelly did a, fine, a great example of that would be if a, city's, if a city or state said, in no circumstance can, can minors consume alcohol. Um, that you know, doesn't sound like that bad of a law until you start realizing that some face serve communion wine that's alcohol that has alcohol in it well if they said you can't do that if the law is generally applicable under smith it's okay so we don't think that and actually it's not what the founders envisioned and so that's one of the areas that we're looking at cases and quite frankly when we first got kennedy in we thought that it kennedy could be uh, an opportunity to challenge smith but as it turned out because of the school district's actions and targeting Kennedy, it took it outside Smith. Yeah. Uh, and so those are the areas. So what we try to do is look at those areas um, in, in establishment clause and, and in free exercise where we're really trying to bring back uh, the original understanding that the framers had. 
So there's the win, but there's the larger win, and that's really what the strategy is about, is to get that larger win, right? Absolutely. And, and look, I want to be real clear. We have a strategy. We have to be moving. We have to be aggressive. We have to be going ahead with the best cases. But as this case shows, as the Kennedy case shows, God's in charge of things, and he's got a better strategy than we do. <laughs> But yeah. I think he'd like us to be moving instead of sitting on our rear end. Yeah. So we are moving forward with what we think is the best way. And if he wants to throw us a surprise like he did in this case, where we jump ahead about 10 steps, um, I can tell you when, when during the oral argument, when Justices Kavanaugh and Gorsuch brought up getting rid of Lemon, every one of us, our eyes were about that large. <laughs> And uh, it, it was so I, I would I didn't want our supporters. Number one, it's because of their support and allowing us to be where we were. But God had a plan. Um, so we're going to try to be diligent. We're going to try to figure out how to move these things. And we've got some huge opportunities now. Right. I mean, we've got this issue of there's no lemon. What is it? Right. Right. That we have to build. Out. And then there's also the Smith decision, which has basically got a noose around the free exercise clause. And so we still have some work to do, but we feel real confident about our court. And if we can just bring the right cases and do that, I mean, God is really blessing what we're doing right now. We have at least three cases right now that have at least the opportunity to make it up to the Supreme Court. So there is work to do. Jeff, any final words from you before yeah, I mean, we let there, you go? I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of work to do. And, and, um, and I'm, you know, we're thankful that we, like I said, we said at the beginning of this, we had six justices um, join us in, in, in these opinions. And um, these are strong opinions. Yeah. These were not narrow victories. And that we have six justices um, joining them. I mean, the, the future, the, the, there's no doubt we've got lots of battles. I mean, the, 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 the cases, we're getting new cases every day. Um, but I think the future is really bright be, because it, 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 assuming we can keep it to six justices, of yeah. course. Kelly, well, final say, word. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. This is sad, but true. A lot of times our side, as soon as they get a win and an opportunity, they, they think it's time to sit on the couch and eat potato chips, right? Um, and that's an incredibly foolish thing to do. The, the image I would give people is we've had a locked door. God just blew open the door and he wants us to walk through it. So if, you know, if people who are investing don't feel positive about investing now, I don't know when they would, right? I mean, we've, we've got more opportunity than we've ever had. We've just proven what's happening and the direction the Lord is moving. So now is a time to take advantage because that window could close. I mean, we, God didn't say, I'm about to open a window of opportunity for you for the next 20 years, 30 years. We don't know what could happen. I mean, this could all change fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and and we could be at a situation where, I mean, all it would take is one health situation, and we could have been in a situation where Roberts is the deciding justice, which changes everything. Yeah. Or if a couple, where now it's it's totally different makeup of the court. So while we have opportunity, we need to move, and we need to bring great cases and have an opportunity to really open up religious freedoms 
in ways we haven't seen in our lifetime. And we're at the start of that. Uh, that's the good news. Lots of great insight in there. This is the conversation I was hoping to have, just to get a better understanding of the larger picture uh, of what else was won in the Kennedy decision. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Jeff. I so appreciate the work that you do. Uh, you guys are, are the best there is, and, and I'm grateful that you're applying your skill and your talent to this particular fight. Thank you. Thanks. If you value analysis like this, I just want to invite you, you really should subscribe to our First Liberty Insider. It comes out every Friday. If you go to firstliberty.org, scroll down the page a bit, and there's a button there that says Become an Insider. It'll give you a deeper look each week at the issues surrounding religious liberty. We will see you next week. First Liberty, of course, is the last line of defense and the greatest hope for victory.